You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I am your host, Kathy Whaley, MD, physician and life coach. Do you want to live the life you choose? A life that is by design rather than by default? Well, that path to the life you choose is uniquely yours, and it's filled with limitless potential. So join me and burn your manual. This book that defines our expectations of self, but also holds us back. Together, we will forge, innovate, and refine as we go along. Hey, hey, welcome back, tribe. This is Kathy Whaley, and you're listening to Permission to Burn Your Manual. I'm really excited to talk about this topic. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs because I think most of the time limiting beliefs are being presented in the context of how they are restrictive. And I have certainly presented it that way so far in the podcast. I've talked about limiting beliefs holding me back, but there's two sides to every coin. And so I want to not only discuss the topic of limiting beliefs, but look at it from several angles, because that's what we do. So you may recall that a limiting belief is a thought or state of mind where what you think is an absolute truth, and this absolute truth stops you from doing certain things or believing that something is possible. Now, again, I would say that we have more limits that tend to be restrictive and fall into that category, but we also have some that are not so bad. So I want to go down the rabbit hole of limiting beliefs and explore how they can work for us or work against us. Pause for a minute and brainstorm. How do you think we can tell the difference between a limiting belief that works for us or against us? So for me, a limiting belief works for us when it creates a result that we want, a serving result. Maybe it's holding you back in the way that you want. A limiting belief is not serving when you don't like the result you're getting and it is holding you back. And here's where we want to get very intentional and aware because if we aren't paying attention, we allow limiting beliefs that aren't serving without any awareness that they're not serving us. So I'm going to give you an example of one that's very serving for me. I tell myself on a regular basis, you cannot go running. I tell myself this because I crave running. I love running to feel the wind and be outside and see beautiful landscapes, you know, in natural areas. I mean, running is my jam. And I cannot get the same sort of workout from walking that I can from a run. And I don't mean like a workout, like, oh, I burned a lot of calories. What I mean is the sort of endorphin rush that I crave. Okay, here's the deal. I've had three back surgeries. I have one disc that's like hanging on by a thread. 
running is a sport that creates impact that is not serving for my disc. So do I want to go running from a craving standpoint? Hells yes, I do. But I tell myself I cannot go running. It's a no. It's a firm boundary. I cannot go running. And so do I feel a little sad about not running? Yes, but I feel really great about not intentionally blowing more discs out of my back. That is a limiting belief very serving for me. Now, I want us to compare that to other limiting beliefs that I've had. For example, um, I tell everybody about my time leading up to discovering coaching and how I was just so miserable. And one of the things that I told myself was like, I, I just couldn't figure out how to feel well and be a doctor. So my belief was, it is not possible. It is impossible to have any sense of health or wellness and work in the medical field and be a doctor. And I believed it so wholeheartedly that I proceeded to work on burning my life down and was preparing to quit my job. Now, I think some people would look at that and say, well, that's serving because you were, you were quitting your job to find relief. But I'm going to argue that that's not the case. That it was not serving to me. It was not serving to me because I believed there was no other way. Therefore, I wasn't open to any other way. I wasn't looking for the other way. I wasn't seeing another way. Because I had so many other limiting beliefs tied to that, that I was telling myself, well, you shouldn't quit your job. You've worked so hard for this. You only know how to be a doctor. You have no other skills. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, thinking about those thoughts now, I'm like, what the hell am I saying? Like, I only know how to be a doctor as if being a doctor is some slum job that is easy to achieve or something like that. I mean, it's not a, I only know how to be a doctor. Being a doctor is an example of, I can do hard things. When I commit to something, I deliver it. So that limiting belief prevented me from seeing what being a doctor really represented and all the potential I had to create something new for myself or something different. So limiting beliefs are a doozy. Here's the problem. We lack awareness as to whether we want to keep them or not, and we don't know how to solve for them. And so I'm about to give you a framework for how to evaluate your limiting beliefs and figure out if you want to keep them or not. So you all may remember that in an earlier episode, I introduced the idea of the model. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you go back and look at, I want to say it's maybe episode 26, maybe 27, um, I put a freebie look into the restorative wellness coaching collective that is a education module about the thought model. 
So if any of this seems too broad and it's not making sense, please go back and look at that episode and sign up to receive the video. It's totally free to you, but I think it will be very helpful. So recall in the model that circumstances are the neutral facts, right? The things that everyone in the whole world would vote on. And a circumstance will trigger a thought. And the thought is just what we make that circumstance mean. So for example, if my hair is brown, if you're not colorblind, I think most of the world would vote and agree, yes, my hair is brown. And I could have several thoughts about that. I could be thinking, I my hair is ugly. I hate brown hair. I could be sitting there going, man, I love brown hair and it's golden and yay. Okay, now I realize that's sort of a silly example. But the point is, is that the thoughts we have about a neutral fact, a circumstance, are highly variable. They're very person specific. And so that's why they're just thoughts. It's just what we make the fact mean. It's the story we tell ourselves about the fact. And when we believe in it so wholeheartedly and we repeat it to ourselves, then in our minds, it's true. But I always want you to reconsider, is it possible that it's not true? Okay, so when we have a thought, it triggers a feeling. So for example, if I'm sitting here thinking, damn, my hair is so ugly, I'm probably going to be feeling bad, right? I'm probably going to be feeling disgusted about my hair. How we're feeling stimulates us to take action or to not act. So for example, if I'm sitting here hating my hair and I'm feeling bad about it, I might schedule a haircut to get it all cut off or dyed. I might be just always pulling it up in a ponytail or covering it in hats. I might think about it a ton and just like perseverate. But the end result will be always tied to the thought. So if my thought is I have the ugliest hair, I will probably be taking actions that reinforce my belief that it's ugly by hiding it or removing it. And so I don't ever challenge that. The result is I hate my hair that much more because I've collected all the evidence for that. And hating a part of yourself has much bigger implications, right? Like if you hate a part of yourself, you sort of send the message that you're unacceptable to yourself. So that's, that's a much bigger result. So if I am sitting there thinking my hair is ugly, the result I get is a bad one. It's one I don't want. Well, this same process can be used when evaluating a limiting belief, right? So when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking the circumstance is running and my thought is I absolutely cannot under any circumstances go running. My feeling is sad, but also committed, right? Because the reason I'm committed is because I'm trying to prevent further harm from happening to my back, which is just like a dumpster fire by the day. And yes, that was just a thought to call it a dumpster fire by the day. 
So really where I go with, I absolutely cannot under any circumstances go running. Really my strongest feeling is committed. And so the actions I take are like, I dig in, I do not go running. I come up with some alternative way to exercise and I focus on the gain of that. I focus on what I'm getting. I'm getting to exercise. I can walk still. I get to walk still. I do not focus on the gap of, but I wish I was running. I don't argue with reality there. Okay. So the end result is I haven't done any further harm to my back. I have focused on the gain. I have figured out how else to get myself exercise. But the biggest result is I don't do harm to myself. That is a limit that I want to keep. And there are other places where we enforce limits that are extremely beneficial. If we think about putting fuel in our body, the way that we eat, right? Those truly are some of the most powerful limits that we enforce. If we tell ourselves that we can eat without limits, we're probably not going to be our most healthy. On the flip side, if I'm dreaming without limits, that serves me every single time. So if we want to evaluate a belief and figure out if we want to keep it, here's the deal. Find the belief, track the thought, Plug it into the thought model, the circumstance, thought, feeling, action, results, like I taught a couple of episodes back. And then get all the way down to the nitty gritty and look at your result. Is that a result that serves you? Is that the result you want? If the answer is yes, keep it. Serving thought. If the answer is no, you have identified a thought that you want to carve out. That thought is optional. It is strictly what you're making a circumstance mean. It can be revised. It can be edited. It can be just floridly exterminated. You get to decide what is true. You get to rewrite that story to make it something that's more serving to you. I no longer tell myself I'm just a doctor. And the good part about that is that when I stopped telling myself I'm just a doctor, I allowed myself to dream new things and to explore new things. So now I dabble a bit in real estate. I'm also a certified coach and I get to help others create the life that they want for themselves on purpose until I let go of the idea that I was just a doctor. Those opportunities were not open for me because I didn't see them and I didn't allow them. I gave myself no permission to do anything else. So this comes to my final point. I want you to think back to the manual that we've talked about early on, because as you know, this is called permission to burn your manual. And 
in my life, the manual has been one of the strongest places that I've had to edit, burn, exterminate beliefs. So I want you to think about your expectations of yourself and what they are, because that's really what's going on your manual, how you judge yourself, how you expect yourself to behave, live, etc. And I want you to jot down all of those beliefs What do you believe about you? Because those beliefs could be limiting. They could be serving or not serving beliefs. But within the framework we talked about, you can look at your manual, the things that you expect from yourself, and you can look at the beliefs in there and decide whether to keep them or get rid of them. This is burning your manual. This is how we create the lives we want to live on purpose. By examining our expectations of self and torching all the ones that aren't serving. I hope this has been helpful for you all. I'm sending you all so much love, my tribe. As always, if this episode resonated for you or any of the other episodes, if you would please share it with a friend, rate it, review it. It helps me get my message out and serve others. I really appreciate you all. Happy Monday. Are you ready to start making progress, forging the path to the life you choose? Well, visit me at freedomforphysicians.com. Here you will find free resources and guides for any healthcare professional ready to get started. As always, I'd love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out.